of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, my fellow Sky Watchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome to another exciting episode of Sky Watchers Radio on this lovely January 7th or 6th, depending on where you might be tonight, this morning, whatever. Happy New Year to all. This is the first episode of 2015. I am Angel Espino. As always, with me is my better half, Alan Weiler. Say hello, Alan. Hello, Alan. There you go. Good job. Sorry. Broadcasting it was comedy. Of, it was comedy. Sorry. That was, no, that was good timing. Good timing. Now, of course, we're broadcasting live on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. And, of course, we're broadcasting out of the New Logic Entertainment Studios in Miami, Florida. Florida. How was your uh, New Year's, Mr. Weiler? It, it, it was semi-eventful, if that makes sense. Semi-eventful, like Semi-eventful. anything, anything important happened that we might we might want to share with the audience. In fact, where are you, you know, talking to us tonight? Because of course you're always on the road. So are you on the road? This Actually, week, tonight at? I am not. Finally, it's an amazing thing. I am not. Uh, um, actually, I have. Uh, I decided to take a hiatus from my traditional work for uh, from Christmas till pretty much this weekend. And this weekend, I will be in Stewart, Florida, before Chicago. And after Chicago, you really want me to go through the list? After no, Chicago, no, 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 I go to okay. New York, okay. New York no, to okay. Jacksonville, Jacksonville to Baltimore, Baltimore to Naples, Florida. Then I go back to now. Charlotte, then Biloxi, and I'm just getting into February. No. There. So if any of you actually want to meet me in person, and those no. of you that are listening, please call in and say hi if you're from any of the places that I named, and we'll definitely try and get together and compare stories about a... Yeah! By the way, if you do want to call in, the number is 786-245-8127, and we will be having blast from the A-hole later on on the show. Oh, yes, and, that's uh, always fun to get a blast. Fr- is it a blast from the A-hole or blast into the A-hole? I think it's a, we, I think it's a blast through the A-hole. I think we should let the audience decide and they should call in and make their thoughts known on it. Well, we're going to have our segment blast through the A-hole later on. Call it what you want. Uh, it's going to be later on in the show. If you guys want to get in any quick blast, please do so. Info at skywatchersradio.com <laughs> for more information on how to get yourself into our A-hole. So you can blast away. <laughs> so make sure you uh, Keith email must us. be having real good fun trying to like catch up with us uh, <laughs> working the switchboard there. By the way, shout-outs to Keith Rowland, the, uh, of course, 
Chief of Operations right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And uh, also shout-outs to the guy who comes on before us, you know, that Jimmy guy. The oh, Church of yeah, yeah, Jimmy. yeah. Oh, let's give him a shout-out. You know, he does oh, a good job whoa, leading into whoa, whoa. this show here. Which what? Is so okay. Love well, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yep, of epic proportions. Now, speaking of epic proportions, we have uh, a really fun show tonight, guys. And I know I say that, like, every week, and I, I'm kind of getting like uh, like David Letterman. Uh, we have a great show this week. <laughs> you know, no. you got to start doing a top ten, then, if you're going to be like Letterman. I do that on another show, by the way. Yeah, but you don't do it on ours. We should do a top ten on this show. I we're, think we're, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. All right, sounds. We're cool. going to work on that. But we do have a fun show tonight. We have Rich Giordano, who's going to be joining us. Really? Yeah. Remember He's, him? Oh yeah, that's it's going to be some fun talkings too. See, Rich is a little uh, upset with you though, Mister Weiler. Okay, well, what oh, can I man. do to make it better? Well, you got to actually be on the show. Because the last time when we had him on the show, and this is going back to like middle of last year, he was on this show as a guest, and uh, everything went really well. But you, you weren't there. You like had the night off. You disappeared. You had I don't know. You had to get up early the next day. I don't know what it was, but it was what, me and Rich. What, and it was what, a great show. What time? What time of the year was it? I'll tell you why. I think it was like in July. July. Year. Where was I? Oh, not on the air on this show. That's for sure. No, that yeah, that's for no. sure. I know where I was. I was in the middle of dealing with idiots from the Wisconsin State Fair. Uh-huh. Oh, good God. Uh-huh. It's actually one of the largest state fairs in the country with 1.8 million people coming in over a 10-day period. The problem is is that everything you've ever heard about Alabama is true in Wisconsin. Unbelievable. You ever been to Alabama? As a matter of fact, a I week. Have. As for more than a week, though, just for like a couple of weeks, like yes, just chilled yes, in Alabama yes, for I three have. weeks. I have. Uh, my father got uh, remarried after my mom passed. Um, by the way, folks, if you're wondering why I got into the paranormal in the first place, all I'm going to say is, is that um, let's just say I had a real up-close and personal paranormal experience after my mom passed. But anyway, um, my father got remarried, and he lives in Alabama. And he used to live in South Florida. And um, yeah, I've paid him a visit once or twice and stayed there for a while. And yeah, it's all true. Yeah, every every single wise cracking practical joke you've heard, it's almost all true. Now imagine a Cuban in Alabama. Uh, no, I can't. In the 1980s, with two parents who don't speak a word of English. Oh, then there's going to be a good lynching time, let me tell you. Uh, it was almost that. I can hear great. the banjos play, and... I mean, I've only been scared, really scared, like, twice in my life. <laughs> that was one of them? That was one of them. Yeah. That was definitely... I was terrified for, like, the entire time we were there. We were just passing through, man. It was it was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, you know, oh, it was scary. Yeah, it was. It, it's like we're saying Alabama was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like that's two different states, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, someone listening is saying that it's like, dude, that's like two different states. 
Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> By the way, if you want to get in and uh, defend Alabama at all, you call in 786-245-8127. Now, we will have open lines. We're going to have them all through the show, as we always do. So when we have Rich on, if you guys want to call in and ask him anything or ask us anything, please do so. You know, we, we were told on uh, on Twitter, Alan, that we don't give out the phone numbers enough. So we're going to make okay. a habit every, in 2015 every 10 of giving minutes, out the number. Every 10 minutes, we're going to have to pimp that number out. We're going to have to. We have to make a, a point of it. I think. But, guys, you got to call in if you're hearing the phone number. And I'm going to tweet it also. When we go on break later, you know, I'm going to tweet it out there so okay. uh, you guys can uh, go ahead and call in. Now, I do have a really you know, messed up story that happened to me this week, and I wanted to get onto it before we go on, on a quick break and get rich on. Do I get uh, to say I, how messed up was it? You do actually get to say how messed up was it. Okay. Go ahead. I had a really messed up story. Hold on, I mean, let me start over. Hold on. I had a really messed up story happen to me this week. Okay, how messed up was it? Boy, it was so messed up. Let me explain, my friend. <laughs> now, and this is actually something that we brought up on Future Theater with Bill and Nancy Burns, huh? and uh, we're this incident is going to probably spark up. A, a lot of debate in the next few weeks on uh, Bill and Nancy Burns' show because there's a lot of interesting stuff that has to do with this one okay, particular Well, person. here's the important question. Uh, can you check the chat room and see if she's listening in? Who, Nancy? Yeah. She's probably sleeping, man. Come on. Oh, okay. Because really? once in a while, you know, they call in like, last week, I was that guy. You were that guy. I was you that guy. You still are going to be that guy, okay. by the way. Just, that's your lot in life. I'm Deal the other, it. other guy. You are the other like, other guy. You're, you're my best friend's former roommate. I am? Who did I run with? Remember in Spaceballs? Wasn't that like the line? Oh. Yeah, but the whole thing is is that, dude, don't forget, I lived down there by you, and I did have roommates that we all worked in the same company. So I was just like, yes. I was thinking, who was, you weren't friends with any of those guys. You're taking this way too literal. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, moving on to my okay. story. Let me, get, let me get to my story. Okay, tell me right. your story. All right, this really, is why it's going to spark up a lot of debate. I interrupt you at all while you're telling you the story. All right, good, good, good. Thank you, thank you. All right, really, so, I promise I'm not going to interrupt at all. Good. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'm at work. So right, when you start and, the story, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to interrupt it. Oh, that's, that's really kind of you. So I'm at work, and I'm sitting at my desk, and the phone rings. Apparently, you know, that's what happens sometimes at work. The phone rings. You have to pick it up, right? You got to be like, hello, and you got to answer. So I pick it up, and there's this dude on the other line. Sounds a little bit depressed, and he's asking me for a 2004 GTI. Yes, I, I work in the car industry, folks. I thought you were going to be and, like, hello, and hello, thank you for sexy. calling the no, suicide hotline. Press 1. I if almost felt like edge. I no when I finished this this when I finished the story I, I almost felt like I was on the suicide hotline. Hold on, <laughs> so it gets really good though. Check this out. So okay. uh, so I'm on the phone and this guy's telling me, yeah, I'm looking for this uh, GTI uh, 2004. It's a nice little car, you know, uh, but it's an older car. You know, it's a very cheap car, or whatever. He has a certain amount of money that he has saved up to buy the car, but it's not enough. So we couldn't, you know, come to an agreement. Right. And he starts to get bummed down. And I'm gonna try not to curse here because he did a little cursing, but I'm gonna oh. keep it clean. Uh, so he goes to me, man, I'm kind of bummed out. And when I say words like bummed out, that means the F word. Okay. So he says, I'm kind of bummed so out. So he blanked out? Right, exactly. He blanked out. I've, so never, like, I've, never heard, I've never heard the term he's blanking out. 
Well, he well he definitely didn't blink. This guy's a hero, but check this out. Okay. So he's he's like, man, I'm really like bummed out here because this is me talking to him, right? He's like, I really wanted to get this car because I, I had the same car. It was a little newer, but it was the same model and stuff. And my best friend just crashed it over the, over December, and uh, you know, I just had a really bad luck of you know of well, the last don't few let months your and this and that. Drive. Well, hold on, let me finish. So. You know, I asked him, I was like, well, at least, you know, you're okay, he's okay, did you get paid for, you know, for the accident? He was like, yeah, the money I got paid is what I'm using to buy this car, and I'm a little bit bummed out because, you know, I I only have this much money and this and that, and I go, look, dude, at least you're alive, your friend's alive, nobody got hurt, right? And he goes, yeah, that's true, uh, it's not as bad as what happened to me in September, and I was like, well, what happened to you in September? And he goes, I was a witness to a murder at a McDonald's in Vera Beach, Florida. And I go, really? Now, the red flags went up. I forgot about selling anything. I'm like, well, tell me more. And he starts telling me about this uh, this murder, which I actually had heard of. Is this a new and... show we're going to put together? Murder on, on the phone? On. No, check this out. This is really good. Hold on. I'm not, I'm not going to give away all the details because I want you to listen to Future Theater. The, this, he, this dude is going to be on Future Theater. But So anyway, so he tells me that he was involved in this murder. Uh, not involved, but he was a witness to it. Basically, he was inside of a McDonald's. Uh, this guy was on a, on a cell phone getting on his bike to start biking down to Miami, Florida uh, to meet his girlfriend. He was going to propose to her to marry him. And he's on his bike. And he's talking Motorcycle to his girlfriend. Motorcycle or pedal bike? You know what? It's not clear in the articles, but I, I, I would assume it's a motorcycle because he came all the way from Maryland. So I'm assuming it's a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm hoping that's a hard. Bike. That would be. A, imagine he made that trip on a BMX bike. <laughs> if the trip didn't kill him, the homeless guy did. It, so and that's what happened. You know, he was is standing the guy there. Lance Armstrong? No, 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 no. But he probably was on steroids to make a trip that long. Whew, Jesus. But anyway, so he's st- you know he's. St- standing there talking to his girlfriend you know just telling like hey baby i'm about to come down to see you uh you know i have a surprise the surprise was he was going to propose to her and he had a wedding ring or a proposal ring on him so he's talking to his girlfriend and some crazy homeless guy from across the street thinks that that he's on a cell phone ordering some people to attack him so he had a pocket knife ran up to this poor guy and stabbed him in the chest wow and I don't know, he ripped down, like, I think it was like 10 inches was reported down on his chest from the oh. upper part of his chest all the way down to, like, his stomach and ripped him apart, basically. Uh, the guy, like, you know, grabbed onto, like, him and pushed him off of him, I guess, and he ran towards the door to try to, like, get help. Nice. The guy who was sitting inside the McDonald's that saw this as it was happening ran towards the door to try to help this guy. Nice. He opens the door, falls on top of him, and literally bleeds to death on top of uh, of this dude. And as he's dying there, he puts his hands over his uh, chest, and the guy's bleeding and stuff. And he said he could feel his heart palpitating on his hand because it was that deep of a cut. So the guy dies literally on his hands. And where it gets kind of weird and bizarre is the guy tells me that he was having premonitions that day that something bad was going to happen, like he was going to have uh, some kind of a, of a terrible event happen, like maybe a death or something. And he just kept talking. He was telling a friend of his who was there at the McDonald's with him that he kept having this like premonition all day. And here this happened. And if it wasn't weird enough, he says that not only is he testifying in court uh, because he was a witness to the whole thing, and he's even met the the girlfriend and the brother of the guy, and he's met the family because they wanted to meet him since he was the last guy who saw their brother and right. you know fiance, you know they wanted to meet the guy who was there with him, you know, as he yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. And so he's telling me that he's actually seen the ghost of the deceased. Really. And at this point, I'm already like, oh my god. And the reason I'm like, oh, my God, is because he sounds really, really legit. Like, he doesn't sound cookie-cutter. And mind you, I haven't told him about what we do on radio. <laughs> I haven't said a word. Like, at, at this wow. point, he just called to buy a car. 
And he's just unloading because I guess he was depressed and he felt like, hey, here's a guy who, is, you know, who cares and wants to listen. And he just started telling me what was going on with him. And he just kept unloading and loading. He's like, well, this is also not the first time I've had this kind of a paranormal activity. I've actually seen ghosts before, and I've even seen UFOs, and, and I've had some alien stuff that's happened. I even think I might have been abducted. And that's when I was like, wait a second. Am I on candid camera? Am I being punked it's, right it's now? Like, Hi, this is one of those radio shows where normally you're supposed to catch the cheating wife. You know what I'm saying? Guess what? <laughs> so so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, hold, hold on, guy. Are you serious? Are you for real? And he's like, yeah, I'm definitely definitely uh you know this is all really you know happening to me and i'm like well guess what i do a radio show and it's on ufology and do you know who bill burns is and he's like oh my god i love ufo hunters <laughs> okay okay I'm, I'm assuming this story gets better it will get better and this is a teaser by the way this is a teaser okay. because he is going to be on future theater in a week well why didn't you get him on tonight for the ufo stuff for us we we'll have him on eventually. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gradually bringing him into this thing because he's not a, you know he's not a trained professional at this. Right? Uh-huh. He has never done a radio interview. And look, I looked up all the information. Everything correlates perfect. His name is on all the articles. Uh, the caller ID had his name that's on the article, so I know it's really the guy. You know okay. what I mean? It's not like he's not fooling anybody. This is a really legitimate story. And you guys could look up, the guy's name is Kevin Ordonas, that's the, the, the name of the deceased, uh, and the gentleman who's going to be on the show, his name is Anthony Karamanis, and I'm probably butchering his name a little bit, Karamanis. Sure. Um, he's going to be on Future Theater in a couple weeks, or in a week, so look out for that, bookmark it, check out futuretheater.com, and make sure you check out that show, it's going to be an incredible episode, and when we get to like, I mean, I, I, I went over the basic details, but there's more that he said which I left out because I want you to hear the show. And when you hear from him, right? my God, this is a, a great, great story. Guys, we're going to go on a quick break. We're going to be back after the break with Rich Giordano. That's right. The famous Rich Giordano of the AZ UFO show that at one point was on right here, Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. But we're going to find out what he's been up to since then. Sounds Stick good. around. Open lines, remember, 786-245-8127. This is Space Boy. We'll be... James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8pm Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Hello. 
Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. So tune in to In Other News, Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Back on Skywatchers Radio on Dark Matter Radio Network and on PSN Radio. With us now is the very controversial, the very outspoken, and the very good friend to the show, Rich Giordano. Welcome back to the show, Rich. What's up, man? How you been? I've been very good. Thank you for the nice intro. Yes, very controversial. I am. <laughs> you know, if he's such a good friend, he should be. He should be calling in more often. Shut up. He should. <laughs> Shame on him. Well, I'm not a good friend. That's why I have no friends and I have no show. So there we go. But yeah, you can what buy happened them with on Fickle Bay. Hold on. What happened with that? Because like, a lot of the audience are probably like, oh, Rich, we remember him. He was on Dark Matter for about a day or two. Like, how, long was the, how long did you uh, do your show on Dark Matter? Seven weeks. Amazing. I, isn't that the longest? I've been on radio. 
Stop in it. a row. <laughs> hey, I've done over 500 shows with Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, but that's not real. Yeah, radio. That's, <laughs> you know, then there's that. You know, but there's, how there's the heck are you, guys. man? Yeah, well, yeah. It says the other guy. You know, when you're the best at something, you don't really care what the numbers are. You know, you don't really care. You just keep going, and uh, that's what I do. So, are you uh, are you you know doing the show again? What's going on with you? Are you going to start up the show or? You know, I'm I'm feeling myself out, as they call it. Uh, oh, really? Whoa, whoa! It's great on, radio. Double jointed, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on, my headset's on backwards. Um, <laughs> you know, seriously, no, don't laugh at that. Don't encourage. Oh me. my God! You know, I um, I am. I started doing a thing on Google, the Hangouts, and yes. uh, I, you know, the AZ UFO show is what I did for all those years, and I, I kind of don't want to talk about or corner myself in just to talk about ufos or the paranormal so now i i think i changed the name to the show i forget what it is i think it's the paranormal and everything else stupid and if you break it down and you do it into a it's the tp show the paranormal and everything else tp so i gotta get rid of that name so i'll come TP, up with it like wait, like toilet paper exactly it's a shit show <laughs> oh i can't cardinal swear. rule hold on sorry erase erase uh, it's we'll Jurassic Erase. Okay, it's gone. Hi. Hi, Mr. Roland. How are you? Good. Sorry to say that. I didn't mean it. Uh, it's all good. Now, Rich, uh, so, you know, the show's going to come <laughs> back. Like, so, uh, let's just go and let's get, continue before we, we derail the show. I am not going to say anything <laughs> silly. I'm a nice person. Yes, from the neck up. <laughs> the neck down. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What were you going to ask me? Go ahead. Shoot. No, I was going to. I was going to ask you. You know what? What have you been up to in the last like year since you've disappeared? <clears throat> well, really, I, I've just been working. I, I've gotten away from everything. Seriously, when you do something so long, you kind of get burnt out on it. And I thought I was over the burnt out. You know, that's why I was. Uh, You'll never stop being burnt out, man. I feel you on that. We're, we're both in the same train. <laughs> You're talking about something else. But, yeah, uh, well, that's I'm, true uh, too. Yeah, well, yeah, goes without saying. But I was. Um, that's another really? show we're going to start. The whole other yeah. show, underground. Yeah, that's a we'll do that one on four twenty. But go ahead, continue. The, uh, oh, I got you there. Yeah, and I'm. Um, so I was basically staying away from everything, and I did it on purpose. But you know, I was talking to you tonight. I, I do my little show there on Google, and uh, I was when I told you. Uh, that I had those sightings earlier, and they draw me back in because I had a couple of interesting things that happened, you know, around Christmas break and whatnot. And I was, I always get drawn back in to UFOs or the paranormal. Like something would happen, either I see something that doesn't make sense, or I hear something, or I have a dream about something that was so amazing I can't get it out of my mind. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about this. Let me go back to do my show for three weeks. You know, so. Eh, that's what happened, and uh, that's where I'm at now. So, hopefully, I'll be back on permanently, you know, and start going every week. I don't know what for, I'm doing for at least another six weeks, and then you'll be gone. I don't know what you, <laughs> you know what it is. I've talked to just about everybody and everything, and I'm bored. Uh, and plus, when you're the only person doing a show the way I was doing it, and I see a lot of people copycatting what I was trying to do, it's they're not as good, but. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in a rock and a hard place because I love UFOs. I love the paranormal. A lot of people do, and they won't admit it. But I really, I'm being out so long. I lost a lot of connections, and don't know if I want to start over again. 
Well, so, check this out, Rich. We're in 2015 now. We, we're literally living in the future, my friend. Oh. We're supposed to have hoverboards and, and flying cars and all kinds of cool gadgets, right? None of that is real. Uh, UFOs are still a possibility. Uh, 2015, you know, it, I mean, what do you see happening? Do you see uh, any disclosure happening in 2015? Because I don't see anything happening out of the norm. I've Unless, said it. Well, hold on. I think there might have to be disclosure with Comet 67P. What kind of disclosure do you think? Alien disclosure? That's not going to happen in our lifetime. Matter well, of fact, it's never going to happen. You don't think so? Not in our lifetime. No, I really don't. I think because if Roswell was real, that stuff should be disclosed to us. You know, So by this time, it hasn't come out exactly what happened. I mean, I know there's been reports, the final report, the end report, the last result, the balloon, and all this. No. The yeah, report the strikes answer, again. See, yeah. see, the answers keep on changing. Right. Exactly. It's a different answer every 10 years. It's a, it gets rebooted every 10 years, and they give you a different uh, BS story. But here's the crazy thing, though, Rich. Why do they do that? There's a reason why they keep rehashing and, the and Brookings changing up the story. That's why. Because it keeps people looking one way instead of really looking at what's right. going on. And now, did you have you seen Mirage Men yet, by the way? Because I finally sat through the whole thing the other day, and uh, that's a, a hell of a story. Have you seen the movie or the documentary? Mirage Men. I think I did. If you can include me on the, who was in it. Right. Well, I, it's, I, I know it's I, the whole thing with yeah, it's the whole thing with with uh, Richard Doty in the eighties, uh, where he was uh, orchestrating a big hoax, and uh, the the hoax was to fool people within ufology with planted stories and all kinds of stuff, and uh, fooled a lot of people. Did I not see that? It sounds sounds like something I should have seen. No, I don't think I've seen it. Well, really, you have you and ufology have not heard of Mirage Men. I uh, no, I don't think I have. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm shocked by that. Uh, that look, highly recommended. Check it out. Uh, it should be on on uh, Netflix. Mirage, yeah, I have Netflix. I'll Mirage Men. Yeah. Mirage Men. All right. But yeah, no, it, it's a former government agent. Is the the synopsis for it? Former government government agent discusses their involvement in shaping UFO mythology during the Cold War. It sounds and it talks, it, it talks about how, and, and really Richard Doty is the main guy who is behind a lot of this stuff. And when you watch this thing and you, you know, you know what we know and what we talk about on these shows, Rich, it's pretty funny because a lot of it is, you know, according to this made up by the government. And when you start looking at some of the, the, the things that happened, that, that, that happened uh, when, when this was going on, some of the people that were being, you know, fooled by the, by Richard Doty and by these people, you know, it really does start to to ask a bigger question as to why would the government put themselves in this position to do this? Again, we go back to misdirection. What is the bigger? What's the bigger picture? Because if they're doing stuff like this with you know individuals to confuse ufology and confuse us, I don't well, know. I, I, what are they really hiding? I that think, they don't want us to know. Okay. Because I've seen some things that don't make sense, and I believe I've seen what I saw could be true you know, in the skies, then it is very possible that the aliens are here and have always been here and are working hand-in-hand hand with our government. Of course, the question is, people- is, are they really aliens, or are they just another offshoot of some family tree from way back when? When you say way back when, are you saying they're coming to the future, or are they going back to the past? I don't know. Maybe they're our evolutionary result somewhere down the line, and they have to come back here for DNA. 
or for I don't some know. other reasons. That doesn't make sense because if they have technology and they're millions of years more advanced, I think they would need to come here to make that that uh, soup. You know, make a uh, get our DNA. Well, and what if about, they've done it? You know, my whole thing is is that you know right now they're unfreezing. Maybe we're their version of Jurassic Park. Possibly. That's it's a possibility. Very and I also talked about Angel tonight about Jurassic that I World. think Jurassic Park or the Matrix, you know, we could be living in a in a fake world. Maybe that's why we see ghosts and aliens because they're coming in and correcting mistakes and we just see their shadow, their imprint, you know, something like that. That's why we when people see ghosts, you know, they're like, "Oh my god, that was Uncle Henry." Well, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Henry is just sitting there waving and smiling at me. He's not doing anything. So that, to me, doesn't make any sense either. So <laughs> I don't understand all these weird things that happen in the Matrix. So is it a Jurassic Park? Is it a Jurassic Earth? It very well could be. I mean, we could be the, the, uh, the Petri dish for them, you know? That's you know, a lot of species one of the last on con- One of the last conversations I ever had with, uh, with uh, Lloyd Pye, rest in peace, yeah. uh, was uh, maybe a year before he passed away. And, you know, we were talking, of course, uh, we were discussing the, 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 you know, the whole skull, the star child and all that stuff and, and uh, other things within ufology. It was a brief, like, 30-minute conversation. That's brief. In, yeah, in yeah I know. In ufology, <laughs> right. yeah, that's brief. Yeah, and it was off air, which is crazy. But, you know, we were actually talking about having him back on the air, and then he got sick, and it just, you know, never happened. Um, but in our conversation, he said something to me, which I'll, I'll never forget. He said, you know, Angel, what if we one day find out that the truth is so much, you know, more bizarre and weird than what we are thinking it is with all the shows that you do and, you know, the shows that Art Bell has done and, and all the movies of aliens and stuff. But what if the truth is so much more bizarre and strange and hard to comprehend that they have to keep it a secret because of that, because we just cannot understand what really is going on behind the veil. What, that there's, and I think there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. That there's talking lizard people. You know that they that they're able to build things that we can't, and uh, they've been around for billions of years instead of millions or even thousands. Well, I mean, I mean, for what we can't imagine, that is scary. Uh, if you can go that that far and imagine that, that's crazy. I mean, who knows what's out there? We don't know. I mean, is it realistically possible that there are some species that have evolved into sentient beings besides us on this planet? I Why mean, not? you know. I don't know if I believe the hollow earth as a whole hollow earth theory, mm. but do I believe that there are possibly cavities in the crust of the earth where, you know, things survive and grow? Definitely, because they've uncovered stuff recently that prove that, you know, if you dig down deep enough, you might end up in a pocket that has its own ecosystem. Right. Well, here's the thing. I mean, they found pyramids and roads and all kinds of things under the ocean buried deep down in there. And that's pretty deep, but the ocean is so much more deeper, and we can't get all the way to the to the deepest parts of the ocean on this planet. Uh, there's stuff down there that we we just can't even imagine. No, oh, we know more about the Yeah, I saw the movie The Abyss. I saw the movie The Abyss. Does yes. that count? Yes, it mm-hmm. does. Very it was good. a great, great premise, I got to tell you. It was awesome. Very cool movie. No, I do think I do think there's some truth to that, though, guys. I think I do think right. there's some truth to aliens coming from within the Earth because they were here the whole time. I think there might be some truth to that. Uh, and here's the thing: I don't think that the hollow Earth theory as a theory works. 
but I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't know uh, Earth science as well as, you know, some. Uh, but it just doesn't seem uh, possible for there to be a hollow Earth. But I do think there, is, there are pockets within the Earth, like you were saying earlier, that it is probably habitable, especially if you have technology. You could create pockets, with, you know, of, of habitable areas. There are too and, uh, many stories that have talk of species as well as even people and even giants uh, mm-hmm. over the course of the past 5,000 years that have some either validity to it or have some evidence of it. My yeah. favorite story is the Commander X stuff with uh, the dinosaurs that were here when the comet hit. They left and they came back, you know, millions of years later, and you know now they're more evolved and they get, you know, they're more, you know, intelligent than they were when they left the Earth. Which I didn't know dinosaurs could fly a spaceship or create one. But anyway, it's a neat story. But they, you know, supposedly it goes when they got back here, it was like a planet full of monkeys running around, and well, they they're yeah, the ones like, that genetically manipulated here. us. You know, we don't right. want the, we don't want them monkeys here. But you Darn can't monkeys. you can't discount all the the stories of abductions and uh, all those things that happen to people because they some of them got to be real. They it's just not everybody's lying or hallucinating. Uh, so if you take even just a few of those and let's say um, what's his name uh, the guy in, who got abducted that fire in the sky movie Travis Paul oh Tra- Travis oh, Travis yeah, our yeah. good friend Travis yeah. I mean okay, that's a, probably the most legitimate abduction story you'll ever find by far. Yeah, yeah by far. I mean, especially with the evidence, they all passed the, the, the lie detector mm-hmm. test more than once, and he's done it, and his story's never changed over the years, and he's never asked for a dime. But other than that, his story and thousands or even maybe a millions of other stories out there are legit. You've got to imagine that this stuff is really happening, and that's what blows me away. If it, this is real and the things that I think I saw really happened in the sky in front of my eyes – then what the hell's really going on? What's it all for? That's the big question. Now, my problem is if they're coming down here all these years and playing with our DNA, don't you think they would have figured it out by now? I mean, come on. Oh, no, of course. of course. And this, is, this goes right back to uh, Mirage Man for a second. Uh, and why I do think there's a lot of truth to what that movie was saying, where it was, a lot of it is government uh, created hoaxes. Hey, send me uh, the link. I want to see this movie. You got to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of the story here is uh, Richard Doty destroying the life of this guy named Paul Benowitz. I mean, have you heard of this name, Paul Benowitz, Rich? It rings a bell. Okay, look, in early 1980, Paul Benowitz became involved in observing and filming objects like you, Rich, that he sighted on the ground and in the air near uh, Kirtland AFB. And, uh, and I'm reading, by the way, this, uh, so yeah. bear with me. Uh, it says here, reportedly his wife was also present as a witness, to, and yeah. she also was a witness to a landing uh, right in the Coyote uh, can- uh, Canyon area. Yeah. Now, he had witnessed a couple of things, and he started, you know, posting stuff, uh, you know, through different areas uh, like ham radio and stuff and talking about, uh, you know, what he was you know, witnessing. And he started talking to different people about it. And guess what? The government got wind of it, and they sent Richard Doty to literally create a hoax and feed him false information. Now, Paul Benowitz ended up getting on Coast to Coast. He was, you know, a big name because he started coming out with uh, stuff like uh, that he was being contacted by aliens and they were giving him messages and all kinds of stuff. And it all was a hoax. He was getting false signals by the government. This was a CIA CIA pretty much operative that was doing this. I mean, you guys really got to watch this movie. It is an amazing documentary. And if if it's true, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that we've based the last 30 years of ufology on is a hoax. Including the Majestic Twelve documents, which 
You know? That'll so make you, a lot of people unhappy. So that's going to make a lot of folks mad. So all these abductions then, even though they're all similar in the story, they could all be government uh, implants, more or less. You know, I, implanted I, thoughts. Yeah, of a, a lot of them could. A lot of them also could be, a, you know, a number of other things. Uh, look, people sometimes, uh, they, they mask situations in their life. You know, for some people that have a trauma or some victims of rape. Some people have issues. Yeah, no, but some people that like say are victims of a rape case or something like that. Uh, instead of you know it's saying that they got raped or they got molested, you know they'll create an abduction scenario. Yeah, and yeah. that would be their way to escape what really happened to them and mask what really happened. And that I'm sure it has happened before. And look, and then there's people that are charlatans and liars and are just making this stuff up to make some money and get their name out there. And then you have the, this, you know, the the few cases that are the real legitimate abductees. I do think there there there's people out there that have been abducted both by aliens and by the government. I think the government is doing this also. I don't think the government is just sitting back saying, "Oh, well, I don't I don't know what's going on," you know. No, I do think there is, you know, individuals within the government that are doing some abductions and stuff in covert with maybe the aliens. I mean, that stuff could be possibly true. I don't know. That's I give only, you that. Yeah, that's the only realistic way to look at it because any other way would just seem ridiculous that the aliens are running around doing whatever they want. Well, if you walked over to an anthill and you've heard this analogy and, and try talking to them, they're not going to understand what we're doing, what we're saying. Yeah, right. we could just go over there and kick them over or change their whole world in an instant. And uh, maybe that's why they keep it from us, because it's so bizarre. By the way, uh, Nancy just uh, sent me a message here, Nancy Burns, and she says, and makes, makes a great point, by the way, of the dinosaurs coming back flying spaceships. Uh, she said, well, how could they do that with their little arms? They can't control. Well, reach hold the on, hold on. Only the makes T-Rex, sense. you know, the T-Rex had little arms. But we yeah, they had the baby arms. How could they yeah. control anything? And, and the T-Rex they, is like the smart dinosaurs, right? Because yeah, they, they're, they're they, so evolved. Right. <laughs> it's, it's brain transfer. They put on this really cool spaghetti strainer helmet. And yeah. uh, right, you know, like so they, I do love, I do love the Commander X stories. By the way, if you guys don't know what the Commander X story is, uh, go to Google, YouTube later after the show, much later, like at five in the morning, and <laughs> type in Commander X UFOs, and you're gonna see a whole bunch of documentaries and stuff. I mean, there's there's some really creepy stuff. I, I thought at one point it was it was William Cooper who was doing this Commander X stuff, but it wasn't. It turns out it's a group of other individuals. And in fact, our good buddy Tim Schwartz uh, is uh, n- you know friendly with the, a lot of the folks who were involved in the, the whole Commander X thing. Uh, so next time we have him on, we got to ask him about that, Alan. All right, right. sounds good. So let's, so let's say tomorrow morning we wake up and on the news, they keep like 9-11, you know, it was on every station. You turn on and it says the aliens have shown themselves to us. And I mean, what, what's going to happen? The whole society is going to go nuts. Yeah, the stock market will crash. It definitely will. People well, that's are what, stop- like I said earlier, is the, what the Brookings Institute predicted. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know how long that would ha- that would sustain, though. I mean, the stock market crashing, sure, it might happen, it might not. Throw religion out the window, or half of the religions at least. No, no. no. I mean, well, Christianity kind of covered themselves uh, with with the Vatican coming out yep. saying, "Hey, uh, aliens, yeah, they're cool, man. You know, they're part of, they're part of God's plan. You know, they're yep. they're part of the big guy's plan. So uh, we're good with them. You know, they're they're our brethrens. So I mean, they they clean themselves. And besides that, uh, you know, the, the Vatican, uh, they have a very large telescope. Oh yeah, uh, they're, 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 that's pointed to the skies, and they're looking for things. Uh, they're looking, and guess what the name of the telescope is, by the way? It's Bank of America. Oh, no, 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 it's, no, no. It, it, oh, no, it's, it's better satan- than that. It's got a satanic type name, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, its name is Lucifer. 
That's oh, it. Oh my god. <laughs> the fallen angel. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for the fallen angel. Yeah, so it's like do they do something we don't know on that? But you that think? was supposed to happen in the year 2000 and it didn't happen. In the year No, I think 2000. <laughs> Don't forget how Reference many times. Reference to Conan O'Brien there. How many times during the Dark Ages was the calendar rewritten again and again? Boy! I know, I know but I'm talking many about times. now. <laughs> I'm still I talking mean, about now, Calendar sort of. I know, I know you are. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it makes sense, but nothing does. And that's what, the, that's, that's what they want us to do. They want us to be confused. I'm just like, hell, can I it. buy a vowel? Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, $250 for a vowel. Go ahead. Oh, what a bargain. That's the, the the worst part about it, and you're right. They do want us to get confused, and that's where this whole Mirage Men thing is telling you that this is what they did it to confuse us. Which again goes back to my question earlier on the show, which is, well, why would they do that unless they're hiding something more bizarre and worse than aliens? So think about it. What would be worse than aliens? And if they if they were worse, then they would have already taken over and ruined this entire planet for us anyway. Unless we are a zoo, we're, yeah, them, yeah, or? yeah. I was just gonna say that too. Yeah, maybe they, maybe we're stock. Kind of like, knows? yeah, like a nine volt battery for the Matrix. I hear no, yeah. to, no, no, to serve man. Great cookbook. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they feed off of our psychic energy, as someone said in the past. Ugh. I don't know. If, I don't know if I buy that. By the way, I don't buy any of that crap. Nobody's talking to the dead. Speaking of which, any psychic activity come your way uh, recently there, Rich? Nothing. Not a bit. <laughs> not nothing. I do miss your psychic shows, by the way. Yeah, I know. They were great. I can't talk about them. They were fun. <laughs> if I talk about it, then I have to tell you who I really am, and I don't want to confuse the whole world. Um, Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm schizophrenic, <laughs> and so am I. No, he's, he was really <laughs> Sylvia Brown. That's, that's what he was. He's Sylvia what? Brown. He was Sylvia Brown in the past life. Oh, I thought he was like, call me now. I'm waiting. Miss Cleo? Mr. Cleo. That's right. This is Sylvia me. Brown calling you guys. Hi, uh, hi, every- <laughs> <laughs> hi, everybody. Is Montel there? <laughs> Did you want uh, I miss more her. cigarettes here? <laughs> I called a, a, a radio show on, on Blog Talk Radio one night as Sylvia Brown, and it was a real religious show. And I said, can I do a reading for you? And they're like, no, no, no. Can I do a tarot card reading for you, please? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want you. can take your tarot cards and, tarot cards and stick them. I said, okay, then I'll tell you. Uh, I mean, uh, these people are just so into believing in uh, this all-powerful being they call God. And I don't believe in God. So are the aliens the gods? Are they the all-powerful being? I think that's the gods. I don't think it's just one guy. I think the aliens are the gods. Discuss. Well, remember, the Bible says they made us in their image, under their likeness. Yes. So Their. No, actually said in his likeness. Well, no, I think this is their. It no, translation. that's Bible version 22. Well, anyway, did you hear this story? Uh, the CIA <laughs> took blame for most UFO sightings a decade ago or a few decades ago. Did you hear about this no, story? No, I did not. Like really? I said, I have been out of the loop. I don't You care. definitely have. Check this out. It says here, <laughs> a CIA released, uh, the CIA released uh, its most read documents of 2014, uh, flights by U-2 spy planes, and it says that these secret planes, flying higher than anyone thought possible, were often mistaken for alien spaceships. Oh, 
It says here, and this is uh, from Good Morning America. It says here, Good morning. I'm Steve Inskeep with an explanation for uh, UFO sightings in the 1950s. It says here, the CIA uh, released a document this year, which it calls the most read document of 2014, and it reports the flights again of the uh, spy plane. And it says that they are often mistaken, or were often mistaken, as alien spaceships, and that I think here this about 85% of all reported cases could be, you know, pretty much Debunked? blamed on them. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. But what about that 2 to 3% that you can't explain? Well, 85%. So there's still a good percentage. But yeah, that's right. 85% of the cases that there are known cases could probably be, or known sightings are well, that's you know, why to be I'm attributed still to saying them. Out, if 1% of 1% of 1% turns out to be true. No, it, only think about this, one, it only takes one white crow, as Richard Hoagland says. I guess you don't know that. Okay, next. No, please. I did not know that. But you know, it, it's funny. Yeah, we don't listen this. to that show. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the Art Bell show? Don't he, listen to he, it. No, I love Art Bell. Oh yeah, I love Art Bell. He's, he's, he's talking about you know he's talking about the other show. Yeah, we don't we don't stash, get a chance to listen stash. to that show because you know oh. it's you know we don't have the time to. Stash Squatch. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go okay. Ahead. Anyway, uh, but you know this actually plays into like something that I've theorized, Rich, for a long time that uh, a lot of this stuff is our own. Government black budget projects and, right. uh, I mean, I think there's uh, there's some truth to this. What do you think? Yeah, of course. Well, we're From the always fifties, sixties, seventies. You know, of course, this is what they were doing. Well, in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, they were thirty years ahead. So that's the stuff that came out in the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands. Of course. Can you imagine the stuff they have now that they're working on? Oh, oh my man. God, that could be the UFOs that we're seeing. But come on, I mean. You want to go back, and I know you, what you're going to say because we talked about it on the last show I was on with you, and you don't believe in Puma Punka was, uh, <laughs> you know, or whatever you call it. You said, no, it was done by them. They didn't have the internet or movie theaters. All they did was work and work and work. No, I think back then, all. But it's those, true, Rich. It's not true. They didn't have the movie theaters. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Shut off. <laughs> they didn't have the I, internet. <laughs> they didn't even have Air Jordans, man. Nothing. That's nah, what they. Well, what are you gonna do? All right, but uh, I always watch those ancient alien shows, and every time they I come up with the that, Puma yeah. Punka, what? I know you love that show. It's your favorite show. It's not it's, a bad show. I'll be no, I'll it's be honest, not. I, you know, Puma it's a good Punka, production. You know, Puma Punka has some interesting stuff. You got to admit, they. Uh, it was carved really nicely by men. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, you know, not for nothing, not to cut you guys off here, but uh, Georgia Tukalus has actually uh, friended me on Facebook. Yeah, me he, too. Oh, yeah, he's the hair guy. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, crazy hair. Uh, I'm going to well, see if I'm we can have him on the crazy show Crazy hair, but... Hey, that hair has gotten, you know, got him his own show now. He's yep. paid. Does he have his own show? What's, what, yeah. What show is that one? It's searching, I don't know the for, name searching of it. for searching, UFOs. Yeah. And Search for UFOs or something like that. Yeah, with... Yeah. Uh, Georgia Tukalos. Really? Okay. It's Tukalos. You got to say the T. Or Tukalos? Tsukalos. Tsukalos. Tsunami. Tsunami. Like Jimmy Snuka. Yes. It's untight. That's it. Off the top oh, rope. Okay. Bless you. God bless me. Boy. And they you did. Know, hey, <laughs> you know, more power to him. I would love to have him on this show. Yeah, absolutely. And- you know, I would just love to have his hair at this point. Uh, yeah. You'd like to have no. him. <laughs> you know, they. <laughs> he was on uh, Joe Rogan's show. Uh, yes. Really? And that was really funny because Joe Rogan kept asking him questions, and he's like, I did not know about this. I know about Eric Van Daniken's work. That's... Well, yeah. Where, do you, where does he get all his, his information from? 
from everybody else? Chariots yes. of the Gods? <laughs> That's pretty yes. much it. Does he come up with any of his own stuff? No, no one's no, come up with anything no. new. That's why I haven't been in the, doing shows for some I think stuff. we came up with something new earlier tonight. What was that? We did. I kind of missed it. I'm thinking that the aliens Remind are me. looking at us as their version of Jurassic Park that they're traveling back to. Oh, that's a good answer. Well, yeah, you know, actually, that's not a bad thought. I was actually having a, a kind of a deep thought about that earlier tonight uh, when I was on my way home, and I was thinking about the show tonight, and I, I just had this weird thought in my head that what if uh, we're all symbionts on this planet, and if there was no humans or animals, the planet would die because literally it needs us. To survive, with what we we're doing it. to the planet, I think I disagree with I that. I was just going to say Well, that. maybe the planet needs to have roads and people with cars. Oh, uh, where we're is going. Is the planet a living, breathing and... organism? Yes, yes, it is. It I is. believe the planet is alive. I, uh, I believe that, too. I think so. And maybe when we get too uppity and we, you know, we, we start destroying it a little bit too much, the planet's like, hey, you know what? Screw you guys. And well, tsunami! We're su- <laughs> well, look at it this way. Maybe we're sucking the blood out of it by taking the oil out of the ground. I, I, I don't know if I believe that oil is crushed up dinosaur. I'm sorry. I no, I don't, be- I don't believe that. We, we've, talked dinosaur. A, we've talked about this before on the show, Alan. I don't believe that either. I think that's the, the Earth's blood, and we're literally draining the blood right out of the Earth. You don't think it's magma? Magma. No, I don't think it's magma. I think no. Earth's blood is magma. I think, uh, you know, if you want to go with this analogy, I think that the Earth's blood is oil is the oil that we're taking out of the ground. But what I think the magma is is the um, the internal organs, maybe. Well, and, you have you know, to look at is it like a person where the heart is, where the heart pumps. Like the core of the earth would be the heart. Yeah, take a take a la- well, look why at do we have to use, Hold on. Why do we have to use a human as an analogy? Why couldn't we use another animal? You uh, can. What, and most of the hearts are in the center of all the animals. For only if you're talking about things that are not insect-based. Right. Mammals. Okay. So who's to say that you know mammals are the best correlation to the earth itself? No one's to say. It's a best-guess scenario right now. We're talking about the Earth as being alive. So we have to think of everything. Well, I mean, have you ever – you know, someone did this really cool JPEG – not JPEG, uh, this animated GIF on – is it it GIF or GIF? I always forget. I think it's GIF. I think it's GIF. Yeah, I think it's GIF. Okay. You know, I I look at – someone did an animated GIF of the Earth over 365 days, taken at – like um, 30 frames per second is actually equal to like uh, like 30 minutes, and the way you the way you look at it and you see how the lightning storms and how the clouds and how everything moves, it looks so alive. I guess is the best way to put it. And functioning, it's just an amazing thing to watch. We just don't look at it that way because of how clouds slowly drift by us. Uh, compared to you know the Earth spinning so fast, uh, it's it's just the Earth is alive. Whether we whether we want to say that it's sentient is a whole nother thing. But the Earth is a living organism. Is it self aware? Probably not. But it, it's definitely alive. Maybe it is, and that would explain uh, crop circles. Maybe the Earth is trying to tell us, "Hey, humans, stop." No, I think that's someone's tattooing the Earth. I think that's with, aliens. With a board. That's aliens tattooing the Earth. Well, then you have to look. I think For what Earth, purpose? Why would they travel like light years to tattoo the Earth? 
Does that make any sense? Well, there's not. so much stuff. There's so much stuff in ufology that makes absolutely no sense, like that. Well, you know, there's all sorts of symbology that you know. I don't know if we're getting all. I don't think we're seeing all the crop circles and all the circles that are being made. And because no. of that, we're not getting all the information. We're just getting pieces of the bigger puzzle. You know, what's the, the one that really impressed me was the uh, the um, three-dimensional face. No, 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 not that one. Uh, the Voyager. Was it the Voyager? The yes. Cassini. The Cassini response. Yeah. Well, the Voyager response. That yeah, the had, one that Carl Sagan sent out? Yeah, the, the Carl Sagan sent it out, but there was right. one that came back that had yeah, the Arecibo, Yeah, the Arecibo reply that yes, showed yes, the yes, yeah, configuration of the alien instead of the human. Right, right. And, and it DNA had a different changes, solar yeah. system. Right, it had right. a different solar system right. uh, drawn in and different DNA strands. Sorry, but I, you know, I got to admit that one really, really. Is yeah, but that could be done by a scientist. But that could be done by a science nerd in college with a lot of. No, time no, no. There are hands. certain there are certain characteristics that real true crop circles have, and one of them is is that uh, the exploding particles and the uh, background radiation. The expulsion that, from the the crops. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's you know what I'm ta- you know what I'm the, talking. The mic, the microwave that was sent over, blast and heated them from the inside, and they were bent right. over yes, yes, and yes, yes. Loaded out, yeah. Yeah, I don't think a human could do that in such perfect form overnight. Well, that you know of, but of course the government has you know stuff that we don't know about. What if there is some sort of technology somebody's you know using that we don't know about? <sighs> Someone well, slap him for me. We can go around virtually. Virtually slap me. Go ahead. I dare you. No. Oh. Not happening. See, not feeling it. Uh-huh. Good. Anyway, but uh, no. Look, I look. I don't buy crop circles. I I have an issue with crop circles. It's tough for me to believe that aliens would come down here and communicate through crop circles. Well, if you figure out that That's all the me. imagery is universal and there's no real language that is based on anything that we have, maybe it's being done in such a way that, you know, it's trying to be universal. Math is the universal language, so everything they do is is a mathematical equation. Right. And here's another question. Why do UFOs need front lights or lights of any kind? They don't. They light up because of the... uh, Energy source. The energy source. Thank you. Right. And that's why it changes colors, because that's the natural colors in the universe. Green, blue, yellow, violet. I don't buy that either. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact, so says Rich Giordano. Uh, listen, we're almost out of time here, Rich. Tell the audience uh, what's going on with you. Are you gonna, when are you going to come back? If you're going to come back, uh, is there a link you can give anybody? Or are you on Suicide Watch uh, in the next couple of weeks? What's going on with you? Uh, you got five minutes. Go. I'm off Suicide Watch as of this year. Um, Thank you for calling the Suicide Hotline. Please press 1 if you are on a cliff. Press 2 if you're holding a toaster in a bathtub. Press 3 if you're carving across the wrist and not up the vein. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Please hold for the next four hours. You'll be next in line. (laughs) Okay. Mom, meatloaf! Okay. <laughs> and I, make uh, it extra bloody. <laughs> Very undercooked. Jesus. The, uh, are you trying to, like, purposely derail the show there, Alan? Or, uh... Come on. He, he said he's off suicide watch. 
Yeah, he is. So continue, Rich. You off Suicide Watch? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. Oh, you're oh, it's my meatloaf. turn. You eat oh, meatloaf. Sorry, I love eat meatloaf with the with the hard boiled egg in the middle. And um, no, I am. Uh, I, I the only thing I can say is if you want to listen or watch the show. Well, wait. First of all, you said am I coming back? Coming back to PSN. Well, well I, I, are you going to be doing shows, period? Because uh, I know you got the Hangout stuff, but uh, that's kind of limited, isn't it? I mean, how many people uh, are usually on the Hangout, on the Google Hangout with you? Tonight was a record. We had over six people. So, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing – it was double from last week. That is amazing numbers, man. You're I just started. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, if, if you would ever want to have me back, then we would have to sit, do a sit-down. But if you want to watch the show and come over, it's uh, UFO Chronicles of Rich G on YouTube or go to my Google Hangouts or go to my Facebook page. Just look up Richard Giordano and you'll find me Boy. on there. You figure out the spelling. Indeed. So that's it. Not doing much. But just keep an eye out because if I come back to PSN, I'm not going to just leave in two weeks. I'll come back for a while. I hope not. Rich, it's always fun to have you on the show. we got to go on break. We have Paul Dio I, Roberts <laughs> That I won't come show. back? You don't want no. me to come? You said I hope not. So I mean, no, I said I, no, I said we always love having you on the show. Paul Dale we'll Roberts will be coming on next. And Paul Dale Roberts will be on the show here <laughs> in a few minutes. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, buddy. You're good. Hey, man. Thanks for You're talking good. with us. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I am great. He, always controversial. Yeah. Always in your face. Uh... More tamed, a little bit kinder, Rich Giordano, everybody. I'll be back. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Have a great Every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio. Tune in on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. 
This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio right here again on the Dark Matter Radio Network and 
PSN Radio. You're listening live, and if you want to call in and participate, open lines. You know the number. It's uh, 786-245-8127. You can also look us up on Skype by looking up PSN Radio, if that's your fancy. And if you want to look us up that way, you can. Also, check out all our archives and all our podcasts on uh, skywatchersradio.com. By now, without any further delay, the guest of this next segment is a man who's coughing in the background there but he needs no introduction really he could cough away he is a great guest we've had him on periodically here on the show uh from time to time and we love having this gentleman on because you know he's one of the good guys in this kind of genre in this field and of course i'm talking about none other than paul dale roberts how you doing my friend welcome back to the show oh thank you angel Uh, I, i love doing your show so uh i'm glad to be here well, we love having you on the show, man. And last time you were really under the weather. You were, you were feeling like all kinds of bad. So I, I'm hoping you're feeling better this time. I was, yeah. I was definitely feeling really bad. But I made it through, so it was very cool. Um, I got some really good cases coming up. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Do tell, I, do tell. Um, um, I have a case uh, coming up in Sonora. I've been getting a lot of cases in Sonora. And Sonora is out there in gold country. And that's where Bill Burns says that you, there's a lot of UFO sightings out there, and the reason why is because of the gold. So um, I'm going out to gold country again, Sonora, and this lady, she's about 80 years old, she keeps on seeing this uh, uh, uh a figure of a white male. Uh, he's wearing uh, white clothing. Um, he's Caucasian, and um, and he just stares at her. But that's not the craziest thing. The craziest thing is that her plumber ran out of the house screaming, and the reason why he was screaming is because he saw all these Indians watching him, and come to find out through historical records in Sonora, that the house is built over an Indian burial ground. No. Hold on, hold on. We're talking about, like, uh, poltergeist here. Yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And it's like, what? Are you kidding me? And the lady says that she does see the Indians, but they don't bother her. The, The ghost that bothers her is the guy, the man, in white, uh, that wears all white. He's wearing a white outfit. And right, hence she, the name. She, yeah, she says, you know, this thing's terrifying her. She's 80 years old. She doesn't want to have a heart attack. So she wants my crew to get over there and find out what it is and get rid of it. <clears throat> wow, and when is this going to start again? Um, we set it up for, uh, I think, January uh, 31st. Oh, right, so, this month. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's as soon as I can get down there. So, And it seems like I'm getting a lot of phone calls, you know, one investigation here, there, and everywhere. It's just like, uh, you know, it's like watching uh, uh, Ghostbusters, and then you see all these ghosts in New York. And it seems like it's happening everywhere because it seems like all these paranormal groups, they're all busy. Everybody's getting phone calls. There's all these investigations. 
And I don't know if it's just that the paranormal is popular or what, but it just seems like... <laughs> no, you know, Paul, like, I don't know if you were listening to earlier in the show, when, when, in the first segment, the first hour, I, I talked about a story of something that happened to me this past week uh, with a person who's going to be a guest on Future Theater in about a week or two. And, uh, and you, you know, if you want to talk about the paranormal being kind of the, the, the norm now where people are, are more and more seeing stuff, uh, I had a, a, a hell of an experience on a phone call with a gentleman who called in to buy something. He, you know, this person was buying a car. He wasn't yeah. calling in about the radio show or anything like that. He, didn't, he had no idea what I did outside of my business, you know. And we got into this deep conversation about stuff that was going on with him, and it just kind of like it, it just went from one thing to the other to the other. And at the end of the conversation, I found out that he's been having UFO experiences, uh, ghostly activity, paranormal experiences. Uh, he was a witness to a murder in September of last year here in Vera Beach, Florida. He has seen the ghost of the person who was killed. I mean, this poor man is, is going through all kinds of different paranormal stuff. And this is before he even knew what I did here. All right, so this wasn't a guy trying to convince me to get on his show. You know what I mean? Uh, this was a legit conversation. And then I, I flipped it on him, and I was like, you know, let me ask you a question. Have you heard of Bill Burns? And he's like, yeah, UFO Hunters, great guy. I love him. Well, I do a show with him. Let me tell you more. And I do another show called Skywatchers Radio. And I kind of, you know, and then I told him, and he was like, oh, my God, really? And I'm like, yeah, really? I think we should have you on the show. And, and you know, it's one of those things where it's almost synchronicity, uh, where, you know, he just kind of The universe like, is funny lap. that way, you know? It is, you know? Uh, but here's the, the, the point I'm getting to. Uh, here's one guy, seemed like a very honest, down-to-earth, you know, normal, nice guy, having these experiences and, and having this veil drop to the point that he is seeing apparitions, he's seeing ghosts, he's seeing UFOs, possibly he's been abducted, maybe. I mean, we're, we're going to find out more stuff when he's on Future Theater, but, I mean, there's so much going on with this guy uh, where, I mean, again, before he knew what I did here, he was telling me this stuff. So I believe him, especially when I when I tried to verify the stuff that he was telling me about the murder case, everything checked out. There really was a murder case. He's, his name is really involved in it. Uh, it's all over uh, the internet and the news. I mean, I've, I've actually had heard of this case before I even talked to this guy because it happened back in September of last year. Uh, so talk about synchronicity, huh, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and besides that, uh, I'm on, on Facebook and I see a big old picture of you eating Nancy Burns cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I was so jealous. Was like, she wow. makes great cookies, by the way. Just be oh nice to her God. before next Christmas, and maybe you'll get some. Maybe you'll get a batch yeah. of cookies. <laughs> really? Uh, but yeah, and, and the way and the way Angel was eating those cookies just blew me away. It's like, wow, that really <laughs> looks like it tastes good. I was enjoying her cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and no, I did not toss my cookies later. I did not toss them. Ha ha ha! You don't have to go there. Come on, I set myself up for that one. You know I did. Uh, but you know, it's funny though. Getting back to what I was saying there, uh, Paul. It, you know, this uh, this is I think is happening more and more, and that's why more and more people are getting into this subject. Uh, whether it's ufology or you know or paranormal activities like you know, ghostly activities stuff like that, because more and more people are having these kind of experiences. And how funny it is, because back in the day, it was a forbidden subject. If you talked about seeing a ghost and everything else, mm -hmm. people thought you were nuts. It was a forbidden subject. I saw a UFO. Oh, you're nuts. I saw a ghost. You're nuts. Mm -hmm. But now, now everybody's so open with it. Yeah, my house is haunted. And, 
Yeah, and can you get a team over here? Can you bless the house? Can you do this? I saw a UFO. We have the, like, the uh, we have an investigation uh, coming up in uh, Corning, which is uh, close to Reading, close to Mount Chasta. Mount Chasta is a very mystical mountain. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Paul, do me a favor. Get a little closer to the mic there because we're having a little hard time hearing you. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Mount Shasta is a very Much mystical mountain. Mystical mountain. And uh, there's caverns uh, in the mountain itself. And people say the last of the Lemurians live there. So. Um, oh, earlier in our conversation, by the way, tonight, we mm-hmm. were talking about. You know, while there might not be a hollow earth, but there might be caverns that are so big and large in the Earth's crust that there can be their own self-sustaining biospheres. Oh, I I believe that. I absolutely believe that. I believe Um, it too, yeah. Some of the stories about Mount Shasta is that people, when they go into the caverns, they hear the sound of machinery. And... um, UFOs are seen coming in and out of the mountain. Uh, Bigfoot is seen there. Um, um, Ghosts are seen there because uh, they had uh, some Indians and cowboys back in the day. They had skirmish, and and some of the Indians got slaughtered out there. So they see ghosts out there. Um, uh, Count St. Germain, the, uh, the immortal, was uh, supposedly seen there in 1936. So just it has one story after another. And the Lemuria supposedly have this third eye on their forehead, and it's visible. You can actually see the third eye. And um, one report is that these people, they were camping out over there, and they saw these people in robes, and they actually, like, floated down from the mountain and then walked away. So just all kinds of odd stuff happened at Mount Shasta. And this place, this lady that we're going to go visit at her home, which is directly in front of Mount Shasta, she said that she actually saw a UFO, a triangular-shaped UFO. It hovered, it darted off, and headed towards Mount Shasta. And another time, floating past her house, was a flying humanoid interesting and yeah and and remember in mexico they were seeing all those flying humanoids and they're saying they're balloons and everything else but she's saying she said it was clear as day it was some kind of human floating in the sky past her house huh security cameras videos anything (laughs) yeah anything (laughs) No, uh, she doesn't have any kind of proof. So Not even so, a blurry oh, image in black and white? Nothing? Nothing, yeah. Oh, um, I told her, you know, just keep on looking in the skies and have a camera ready. And so we're going to head over there January 17th and see what we can see in the night sky. And hopefully there's no clouds. I had a council. Uh, we were supposed to get there earlier, and there was too many... Uh, um, uh, thunderclouds out in the sky so uh hopefully we'll have a really clear night and get down there and check it out paul what do you make of like the uh the flying humanoid videos that surfaced on youtube a few years ago uh did you see any of those i mean you know the ones i'm talking about yeah absolutely and 
You know, the, like the ones that were in the mountain that you could like see from like one mountain well, to nowadays, the other. Like... Nowadays, with uh, CGI uh, computer graphic imager, Im- Im- images. That's a tough uh, one for me to don't feel bad. Imagery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It's no telling of so many of these videos they, or photographs get faked. You know, it's, it's like because people are so good with computer graphics. And so I can't, you know, when I see something, I look at it, and I just kind of shrug my shoulders, and I, I say, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe not, you know. And like flying humanoids, I mean, there's so many videos now of UFOs flying and looking so sharp that the, the so much clarity on these uh, videos, and then later on you find out there's some kind of computer genius that did it and placed these UFOs in the sky, which on the video they look so real, and you find out it's fake. Yeah, and then you have the Stan Romanics of the world who are not computer geniuses, and they still pull it off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, you know, you make a great point, though, Paul, because it, it is kind of uh, been my my argument with uh, the advancement of uh, YouTube and technology. And uh, my argument is that you know we can't trust any evidence anymore, nothing, because no, any evidence nothing, could be nothing. doctored, could be faked. I mean, anything yeah. from pictures to video. I mean, audio obviously you can't trust, but you know, I mean, we can't trust unless there's an alien walking in front of you, getting off a ship or something. You can't believe it. It's just it's you just can't. You need to be in front of it. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's really gotten to that point. And as it, you know, technology advances more and more, you know, that's going to be even more the case. Uh, to the point that you know, I think technology, in a sense, kind of helps the cover up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the only thing I believe anymore, you know, as fact, is when you have a multitude of witnesses back in the 1800s or something like that before all the computer graphics and everything else, and you have all these witnesses say, yeah, I saw this airship flying across the sky, and they're all describing the same thing. That's kind of believable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I completely agree. So, uh, you know, Paul, let me ask you, are you, you know, getting involved in the near future with any uh, UFO expeditions or anything uh, that, you know, you want to tell us? Uh, that involves aliens at all, besides the paranormal stuff? Uh, just right now, just the corning uh, uh, incident. So um, um, I haven't really set up anything for UFOs, but uh, when the weather gets better, uh, I plan to. <laughs> like, what's, a, what's a hot spot now uh, for for you? I mean, well, where's like, Mount some of the spots Shasta, you go the most? Mount Shasta, Mount Shasta will Shasta? always be a hot spot, yeah. Um, uh, Sedonia over in Arizona, Arizona, um, is really a hot spot. And here's I, a question have, for you. What do you, what do you make of Puma Punku? Oh, that's amazing. Um, I mean, the, the stone, the stonework is so accurate. Only a computer, if they had the, uh, capability of using a computer, could it be so smooth and accurate like that and, you see in ancient uh, aliens, also, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, you, you go watch ancient aliens debunked, and you'll have a different, uh, you know, different answer. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, what's your answer? <laughs> 
Uh, no, the technology was there, man. Chisels, man. They, they, this was. It wasn't. This is not a foreign concept. Uh, chisels. They had the, the tools back then to carve these stones. Uh, in fact, think about it. They didn't have jobs like we have jobs. Their jobs were to carve stones. That's what they did all day. That's what they lived doing. You know, the peasants, uh, the, the workers, and they were the artisans. They were more than yeah. skilled. Yeah, but. I mean, it, can it be that accurate when it's under the microscope? Yeah, of course. Of course. Look, mankind, throughout the history of mankind, we've always been very inventive. Very creative. See, this is one thing, and this is an avenue that I kind of like, I've always you know, had a problem with, with it within ufology is the aspect that everything must be aliens or alien intervention or aliens did this or aliens did that. Well, you know, that kind of like, you know, leaves us human beings... You know, on the side, like, you know, what about us? You know, we're creative. We create stuff. You know, I think a lot of it is just stuff that we've created and, you know, they're, you know, they're giving the credits to the aliens. You really should check out Ancient Aliens Debunked. It's a, an eye-opener of a documentary. Yeah. It really is. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't think that everything is a hoax. I do think there are aliens among us mm-hmm. and out there. I just don't think it's all yeah. aliens. And I actually believe, too, that uh, before the flood, that men and gods were, you know, together. And then after the flood, then it was, it was just man, and then the gods, the aliens, were just, they're observing us. You know, and they interact with us when they want to, but it seems like they were really interacting with us before the flood. Well, when you say the flood, are you talking about Noah's flood, or are we talking about um, Gilgamesh? Um, the Aren't they one and the same in some respect? Yeah, they're one and the same. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, that's where they yeah. got the, the I story mean, from. Yeah, and in all your different cultures, you have yeah. a flood story. Yeah. And that's crazy, though. Yeah. That, like, they all do have a similar story, but they all have different names for the main, you know, the main characters. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the part I don't get. Yeah, that you know Noah has a different name with the uh, in India and everything else. You know, in China they they have their own Noah and he had a different name. So were there many Noahs? You know, and many arcs. Well, I'm thinking this. I, it was probably one cataclysm, but every group and ethnicity has their own variation on it. And the question or, is, is that did was there one surviving storyteller that brought the story to everybody? Or my I, theory they got that story all around the world. I mean my, that story is everywhere. Yeah. My th- it checks out my theory cuz look a, a lot of the uh the religious works, the bibles and and a lot of the stuff is written from a certain point of view. In fact, from a five-mile radius. Okay, every one of these uh, books have been written to govern the you know the land around the the period where these uh, these things were written. Uh, as far as uh, going back to religious aspects into what's going on here, I honestly don't think there's any validity to any of it. Yeah. And, and another thing that's kind of weird, too, is all the different gods and all these different cultures, 
Uh, and here, here's why though. I say, yeah, but here's why I say that I don't think there's any validity to it because I think a lot of these different areas around the planet are writing experiences that are happening happening to them, and the story's kind of getting out there over the years, and then it becomes a bigger story and a bigger story. And and look, they probably were just writing about it, maybe a tsunami in one area, maybe a flood, a, a thunderstorm in another area. I mean, these guys didn't have the internet, for example, thousands of years ago. You know, they didn't have TVs. Uh, so when they're telling stories, they're telling very localized stories of stuff that happened to them. And, you know, as the stories evolve and they're, they're spread, you know, somebody's like, oh, I heard of a flood story. Yeah, it happened like this. And they're like, oh, it must be the same story. And then they start combining stories. And next thing you know, this guy's building an ark and taking all the animals in there. You know, everything from giraffes to, to donkeys to, to cows to polar bears. You know, somehow he found a refrigerating system for the polar bears. I don't know how he pulled that off, but he did that because he had polar bears in there, right? I mean, you know, it's a little convoluted. I don't think any, there's any validity to any of it, to be honest, honest with you. I think it's just a bunch of stories that over the years people put together and embellished perhaps, it. You don't think perhaps the R could be a DNA bank? It just got mistranslated. Mm, could be. That's I mean, a possibility. I mean, I, you know, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, it would definitely be terrible. better than building a refrigerating system. Or better yet, bears. was it a ship? You know, was it an actual ark that was on the water here, or did was it a uh, ship that went from Mars to here, and or was it the right Titan now, AE? Right now, we have a seed bank over in Norway, mm-hmm. and which has every type of seed around the world in case there is an apocalypse, and um, and possibly this ark. Was a DNA bank and, and carried the DNA of every single animal on the world. Have you ever seen the movie Titan AE? Yeah, great movie. That's the exact premise of that movie. Watch it. It's a, it's a great. It's an animation, by the way. It's animated. Uh, it's a great, great animation. Yeah, it was one of Don Bluth's uh, pieces, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much that's the premise right there. That they uh, there's this machine that could create uh, another Earth. Based on all the DNA that it has, uh, you know, stored in it from all the animals, plant life, and everything that was on the Earth, and uh, once they find it, they can recreate Earth. So it's a Titan after Earth, hence the name AE. Great movie, highly recommended. But you know, that's a possibility. I mean, it definitely beats the uh, the traditional church explanation that he built a boat, and in this boat he had a bunch of animals he put in the boat. Now I don't know about you guys. But when have you known lions and cheetahs and panthers and monkeys and tigers? When have you known them to get along in a small boat? <laughs> it's going to get messy in there. That's why I don't buy it. You know, like the way yeah. the way religious why, tells you, I don't I buy it. That's why I believe in the DNA theory. It, it that's a great theory. It yeah, is a great theory. Yeah. You know. But yeah, it, it just would be impossible to have an ark with every single animal in the world on that ark. I mean, it would be messy, just like you said. There would be a lot of cleanup there. Not only that, I mean, really, uh, how are you going to, like, you know, put a giraffe in there and a polar bear? I mean, there's so many different animals for crying out loud. Even though I think the polar bears could probably, you know, survive. Yeah, they're used to extreme weather, right? Yeah. You know, in a self Nobody? Okay. but I actually... <laughs> do believe, I'm a firm believer of the ancient astronaut theory. I mean, it's just, 
it, it makes sense. I mean, well, here, here's a question for you, though. So, you know, you are a believer, and look, I do believe that we've been interacted with in the past, uh, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people by now who listen to this show knows my my feelings on Zachariah Sitchin and uh, how I feel he fibbed and lied his way through fame and fortune, uh, or at least a little bit of fame and some some money, a couple bucks here and there. But uh, you, you know, I. I do believe, Paul, that there is some truth to the fact that we've been visited in the past. Uh, you know, we talked about it earlier in the show that maybe the aliens are us uh, that left here a long time ago and came back. Maybe there were dinosaurs. Uh, there's a lot of different possibilities, but I do think there's been interaction in the past. But my thing is, though, uh, I don't think that every abduction case, I, I, I have a hard time believing that every sighting that people see, you know, I have a hard time believing that all that's alien-based. You know, the CIA taking credit for a bunch of UFO sightings uh, is really not that shocking. It really isn't, because I think that's really what a lot of it is. I think it's a lot of misidentified stuff by people oh, yeah, who are really eager to believe it. Well, and then you have the hoaxers, and then you, and once you start weaving through like the BS, the hoaxers, and the lies, and the CIA stuff, and the misidentification, then you have that small percentage that could be real. It's a very small percentage. And I, I've done, you know, documentaries, and some of the people, some of the TV producers, I'll tell them that the story went down this way. They said, well, you know, let's put a little bit more drama into it. Let's say it happened this way, you know, and they'll put you just know, a yeah. little embellishing. Uh, just a no, little. You know, it's funny because in my first year of doing radio on online, Paul, and I've only said this story maybe once before on on air. There was a person who uh, befriended me. Uh, I'm not going to mention names. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But uh, this individual, you know, you know, was, was friendly with me and with other folks who were on on radio with me at the time. And uh, I had a conversation with this person about. You know, advancing the show and, and you know trying to take it more seriously and, and doing this stuff uh, on in ufology and, and seeing how you know where I could get with this. And literally, Paul, they, this person told me, "Well, the first thing you want to do is create a really good story that has to do with an alien ship or some kind of an alien something that happened to you. Sell it, write a book, go on tours, do the do the whole lecture thing. You know, go on speak about it, but really make sure you come up with a really good storyline." Exactly. And I said, and I said, wait a second. You're talking about lying and hoaxing a storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Why? What do you but, mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, even like you watch Ghost Adventures. I mean, I mean, I've been doing this paranormal investigating for a while now, and most of the paranormal investigations I go to are extremely boring. They're boring. The only thing exciting is what the occupant is telling me. Everything, you know, like what I just told you about the Native Indians. Okay, I didn't see them, but the occupant is claiming that she saw them. So her story is exciting compared to my story, because when I get there, I'll be lucky maybe to get a couple of EVPs, right. to be honest with you. Yeah. And <clears throat> we did this one investigation just recently where this guy was murdered. And they had a shrine in the living room. And I, I went to the dentist's office today, so if I, I have a hard time talking. <laughs> You're always sick, I'm getting, man. I'm, Jesus. I'm getting, I'm getting old now, <laughs> so they're, like, working on my teeth and everything. It's uh, all messed up. Oh, wait until you get the uh, the prostate exam. Those are fun. Oh, great. <laughs> so, okay. So, anyway. Um, 
so they have this uh, shrine in the living room and everything else, you know, for this guy, candles, pictures of him, and everything else, right? And they uh, and the K2 meter was going off at the shrine. Okay, well, fine. Okay, that doesn't prove nothing to me. Okay, then uh, we did get an EVP where uh, we finally got him to talk. I mean, we're doing several EVP sessions. We do those quick and dirty ones where we say something, we pause. That's how I like them, quick and dirty. Yeah, quick and dirty, yeah. And we (laughs) played it back, and uh, we asked him if if he loved his girlfriend, and he said yes. Okay, we got this whispering yes. And then later on, we asked him what his name was, and he said Philip. Okay, well, that's his name, Philip. Okay, so, I mean, that's not very exciting. You know, I mean, unless he follows that up with uh, Kate Dick, then it could be kind of exciting if he's Philip K. Dick. (laughs) They're like, holy moly, we got something special here, guys. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) When I write my articles, I listen to the occupant, I get their story and everything else, and their story is exciting because, well, he did this and he did that, and he opened up the cabinets and he threw the cat across the room. Okay. And these documentary people, they'll contact me and say, oh, yeah, we, we want to do the story. Well, the Ackman story is fantastic. But I've never seen a cat being thrown across the room. You know, all the paranormal investigations I've done, and I've had people who actually told me that, that their cat was thrown across the room or their child was uh, picked up from the couch and, and dropped on another couch. And I've never seen anything like that. So, but the, these people, like, you know, from the Biography Channel, History Channel, whatever, they'll pick up on it, they'll listen to the occupant, and they will show it on TV, and then you get all these people watching TV going, oh my God, these paranormal investigators, they're really witnessing some crazy <laughs> stuff. Well, I didn't mm-hmm. witness that. That's what the occupant's saying, you know? So, and that's the way I write my story which catches everybody's attention. I get a lot of hits on the stories, but it's the story of the occupant because they're the ones witnessing all this crazy stuff. And I wish I could witness all that crazy stuff, but I've I've had a few things that, you know, which I've talked about on this radio show that were pretty interesting that I witnessed and made me a believer, but it's not that crazy like the way they make the movies and the TV shows and the documentaries and everything else. Right, it's right. It wasn't like, like it wasn't Poltergeist. Yeah, it wasn't the Poltergeist. Yeah, blows it up. Yeah, you know it's funny though. I, when we first moved uh, to Florida, Robert uh, or Paul, sorry, uh, Paul Dale Roberts. I just called you by your last name, uh, Mulder and Scully. Uh, no, uh, Paul. <laughs> When we first moved here uh, from Cuba back in the 1980s, we lived in Florida for about maybe a year, then we moved to California. And the first house that we lived in used to be a, uh, an old, um, an old uh, funeral home back in the 70s. And it was turned into a duplex. And uh, it was, it, I'll never forget this. I was a little kid. I was you know, maybe four or five years old. And we're moving in, and uh, maybe three or four. I was like three or four years old. And we're moving in, and I'll never forget, you know, my mom was uh, you know, bringing stuff into the house, and the neighbors were leaving. And I'll never forget this conversation, which is weird because it's one of the few things I remember of that age, where the the neighbors were like, "You won't last two months," and they just kept walking. <laughs> my, mom, my mom was like, "What?" And you know, we, wa- we went into the house and stuff. And I was a little kid. I have very vague memories of stuff that happened in the house, but I do remember seeing like keys slide from one corner of the table to the next. 
while I was coloring in, in, on, in, you know, in the living room and stuff. My brother had it worse, though. My brother saw a lot of stuff happening, things moving around. He would hear noises, knocks, bangs. Uh, my mother had a couple things happen to her also. Luckily, though, my dad never witnessed a thing. He thought we were all crazy. He was you like, still oh, are you guys crazy. Well, kind of, but still, back then, we were less crazy. But he's like, oh, he's, I got a family full of crazy people. And then, you know, it got really bad, and we had to move out of there because, you know, the rest of the family were like, we can't live here, man. This place is weird. And here's the crazy thing. My current job now, my day job, is four blocks away from that house. And I literally passed by there the other day, and I just I had to, like, swing by just to see it. I haven't seen it in since I was a kid, and I was, it was funny, I was having lunch with my brother, of all things, and we are driving by, and we were like, you know where this is? And he's like, oh, man, I hate this place. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the old house that was haunted. And then he just started telling me this whole thing, and I actually recorded a little bit on video. I was like, really? Hold on, i got to record this, because nobody's ever going to believe me. So I started recording him and going through the house, and there's footage of us driving through the house and stuff, and it's still a very creepy-looking house very creepy yeah. uh, place a block away from it is a church where they used to take bodies before they took him back to the funeral home and stuff and uh, I mean you can imagine there's a lot of places like that in Florida especially but that that would be a great place for you to do like some kind of investigation yeah yeah definitely and with 900 investigations under my belt I've only seen four full body apparitions only, only four uh, only four so it's a rarity so, um, and they didn't attack me. They didn't pull my hair or anything like that. I just saw them. You know, so. They're just like, hey, how you doing? Hey, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, like one over in Marysville. My first full-body apparition, and it was a woman who died in the bathtub uh, of alcohol poisoning. And she died. Um, uh, she always wore this uh, robe. It was a pink robe. Well, here I am at the bottom of the steps, and I was taking pictures of these red orbs, and they went from the left to the right and down the steps. And it was like the same red orb, and that kind of freaked me out. Then I'm looking at the steps, and I see a woman in a pink robe walking from one loft to the other loft. And and I was like a deer in headlights, and I didn't even raise my camera until it was too late and snapped the photo. And didn't get anything. But uh, I actually saw that, and it freaked me out. I go, wow, you know. So it made me a, that made me a believer. But then, I, like I told Angel before uh, about the little girl giggling, that made me a believer. So um, there are certain things that made me believe. Um, but I've never seen you know, someone possessed and crawling on the ceiling. and Like in Hollywood, they, they have the person being dragged from one room to another room. I've never seen anything like that. I saw it on TV. Paranormal yeah, activity. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch these shows and I just start laughing because I said, that's not how it is, you know. There's it's some really like great I, works of fiction out there, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. And it, it almost reminds me of that commercial where the lady has all the photos up on the wall, and she says, I save a lot more money by showing my photos pasted on the wall. And then she says that with Geico, she's, you know, 15 minutes, you know, all this other stuff. And the lady goes, that's not how it works. 
that's not how it works. And then when I'm watching these shows, that's how I'm just, that's not how it goes down. It's just, you know, it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing, though. If there is a ghost, if there is a, an afterlife, if there is a heaven, uh, you know, why are they sticking around? You know, first of all, you know, not only why are they sticking around, but uh, how come there hasn't been more evidence uh, of you know their existence uh, if there really is apparitions all over the place? And look, I do believe there is some truth to it because I, I lived in a house that had you know activity. Uh, I never saw an apparition. Uh, you know, I can't claim to have seen one or anything like that. But I saw stuff move around by itself. Cannot explain that. Well, I got a I philosophy on why it. they're still here, but. I don't know if anybody really wants to hear that one. Nobody wants to hear it. We don't have that much time left. But <laughs> All right. But, no, no, seriously. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, my, my, I look at it this way that, you know, one thing we've noticed, I know a couple, I know more than a couple of paranormal investigators. One thing we've noticed is the more, when it comes to a house that has more sheetrock or limestone, um, those properties seem to be a little bit more haunted and from my own personal experience as well doing ghost hunting and investigations i get the funny feeling that certain stone content acts as what i would call a faraday cage yes we talked about this uh last year uh with uh reincarnation right it's you know that stone acts as a faraday cage for that energy, that electromagnetic signature, mm-hmm. call it the soul, call it whatever you want. When the body expires, that energy is trapped as if it's trapped in a Faraday cage with a property that has more a limestone or a granite or a quartz content. By the way, the house yeah. we lived in was made out there's of a, limestone. There's a castle in Ireland where people hear... Uh, old Celtic music, and they hear uh, whispering right. and voices, and it's imprinted into the stone. Correct. Yes, exactly. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my, I look at it this way. You know that that soul, and you know, call like I said, call that energy whatever you want. But it's it's not that it's imprinted. It's still self aware and just trapped because of you know. More houses that are laid than plaster and not Chinese drywall seem to have more haunting properties. Right. Um, And also, too, like this one house had a power line right in front of it, and there was all kinds of activity in the house, according to the occupants. Um, I didn't see it. But um, according to the occupants, you know, things would fly out of shells and everything else. But were they were these entities feeding off the energy off this power line. I don't have an answer to that. I Yeah. I yeah, I have no answer for that one either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean, just bizarre. You, you know, you know, to a lot of people who theorize what entities eat, they eat energy. Uh, that's why, you know, a lot of your paranormal investigators will go, "Oh, I feel so drained." Right. And everything else. Right, it's because they're feeding off the energy of that person, and I That's did one have theory, one. Yes. Yeah, I did have that one case, and I, I don't know if I talked about this on the radio before, but one of my investigators said, "I feel like Emily's draining me. I feel exhausted. I feel like she's right next to me, draining my energy, feeding off of it." And so we took we took a picture and said, "Emily, if you're here." appear above his head and we took a picture and there was an orb 
above his head. And then we took another picture, and I said, Emily, kiss him. So I took a picture of him, and there's an orb on his mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. That's, so, that's intriguing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And also, also too, like I mentioned before, but that showed that it had intelligent movement. So something like that I can deem as a spiritual containment field because it actually listened to my command, kiss him on the mouth, and this orb appears on his mouth. So, I mean, would that refute what Alan was talking about earlier, though? I mean, because, I mean, the way Alan... No, one doesn't, right. one doesn't negate the other. Well, yeah, but wouldn't yours be more like an imprint or, or kind of like uh, recording of no, like not an at event? All. Not at all. He's playing over, like in a loop, he's playing over and no, over. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that the energy of that soul is trapped in that box, call right. it, a, okay. you know, like a house. So it's bouncing back and forth. It could do whatever it wants inside the house. I'm not saying that it's recorded in the sheetrock. I'm saying it acts as a cage to keep the energy in. No, I understand what you're saying. It just sounded more like it was a loop that it was recording or uh, recording, you know, a, a part of the energy. But in other words, then that ghost really would stay or that energy would stay trapped forever. Until the house gets like the torn down. Yeah, the castle I visited, stuff. when I went to Ireland and I visited this one, I went to Dublin Castle and I can't think of this other castle, but uh, the... The tour guide, he was telling us, he says, okay, uh, you may hear voices coming out of the wall. You may hear old Celtic music coming out of the wall. And he says, it's not that it's haunted. He says that the material, uh, the stone, had the same properties of a magnetic recording tape. Mm. So what happened was it was recording. Yeah, it imprinted right in there. And so all these people were freaking out because they were hearing voices and full-on conversations and everything else coming out of the walls. But my thing is, how is it playing back? Mm-hmm. The, the conditions just have to be right. <laughs> it reminds me of the movie High Spirits. Remember that movie from the 80s with uh, Steve Gutenberg? No? Uh, yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. He ends up falling in love with the ghost or something. Right. It, she was like living in a loop, just you know, redoing the same event over and over and over again until right. he interrupted her and he was able to see her. And Peter O'Toole is in that. He is awesome. Love Peter O'Toole. He was cool. Well, you know, anyway. I, I do believe in residual haunting. I mean, um, like uh, that one case in 1974 over in Chicago, um, Around about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, this couple that moved into this house, they kept on seeing a man appear and walk over to the couch, and then a woman would appear, and he would start slapping her. And they nice. saw this They saw this. Several Tina and, uh, was it Tina Turner and uh, Ag Turner? What's that? <laughs> oh, I didn't, even, I didn't catch that. Don't worry, go ahead, continue. Oh, okay. So anyway, he was slapping her, and they saw this you know, a few times, you know. So they went to the block party, and the guy who was hosting the block party said, uh, uh, yeah, we do this every year, and check out our photos from our past block parties, and they're looking at the pictures, and then all of a sudden the lady goes, oh, my God, she goes, those other ghosts are haunting our house. And he looks at the photos, and he goes, what? He goes, ghost, what are you talking about? He goes, they did live in your house. They had domestic disputes. The police were there all the time. They are now divorced. He lives five blocks down the road, 
and she lives out of state, but they're very much alive. But it's a residual haunting with so much negative energy that they were projecting into the atmosphere that it plays over and over. Right. And I think over the, isn't the terminology for that is a living haunting. Yeah, yeah, living ghosts. Yeah, yeah, living ghosts. Paul, we're all out of time here, man. It's always fun having you on the show. Uh, give yeah, the audience uh, a link, or you know, give them the link and uh, where to find you and uh, keep up with what you're working on. And until we have you back on here in a couple of weeks. Okay, you can find all my stories at www.jasmaonline.com. Jasmaonline.com. Check him out, Paul Jasmine. Dale Roberts, the great Paul Dale Roberts. Thank you so much, my friend, for being here tonight with us. You rock. Thank you it was so much. Man. Okay, you guys rock too. Okay. Now go go take care of yourself. Get some sleep and uh, take care of that tooth, my friend. And stay away from the dentist. <laughs> yes, stay away from the dentist. <laughs> okay. All You're right. awesome. Thank you, Paul. Take care. All right. Thank you. Have a All good right. night. That's the great Paul Dio Roberts. Oh man, he's so so cool to have on the show. I love having Paul yeah, on. He's good to listen to. He is a lot of fun. Uh, we're almost out of time. We only have a few minutes left, and of course, we have uh, one more segment to get done with. And we have a few <clears throat> blasts they came in. So, without any further delay, let's just. And now, messages through the a hole. And out of get. All right, there you go. Oh, sorry about that. Messages through the a-hole, and uh, the first message through the a-hole is actually a question, and is by a gentleman named Jarvis, and uh, he's addressing it to Alan. Okay. Jarvis wants to know, Alan, uh, do you believe Stan Romanek, because I know Angel doesn't, do you believe him, and do you think he's really seeing aliens? I think that a lot of people see different things, and whether they can identify him or not, um, it's up to them, but is there a reasonable explanation for a lot of things? I'll say yes. Do I believe him wholeheartedly? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I believe he believes what he sees. And do you think that he, um, did any hoaxing with that whole alien in the window video? I haven't seen the video recently. I haven't put it under uh, Photoshop, so I really don't want to comment on it, and I don't want to get called out on it. That's a very diplomatic answer. But anyway, Jarvis, there you go. That's his answer. And that's that's how I'm sticking to it. That's what he's sticking to. And uh, now the next blast through the a-hole here is uh, from Kelvin, and uh, he wants to know, why do so many uh, country folks see aliens, and why why not more minorities, like uh, brothers and Latinos? I've got an answer for this one. The reason that most aliens abduct people from f- from farms and all the way out there is it's like you're fishing. The aliens are actually fishing. And the only reason that you're hearing about these stories is because they're the little ones that they throw back. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Um, I don't know if I buy that. I think uh, part of it has to do with the fact that uh, country folks spend a lot of time in the country. Well, no, it's it's like it's looking a up. Less, it's a less dense population, and right. you know, there's not enough. You know, there's not enough of anybody or anything. You know, if one person gets plucked out, you know, or sees something, it's because there's they're avoiding the big cities and the bright lights. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. It's, uh, they're country folks. They're in the country. Easier to do stuff out there. And yeah, well, once in a while, country folks are going to see something. 
But you know what? Look, minorities are not you know completely uh, exempt from seeing UFOs, man. Uh, oh no, absolutely not. Uh, you know, we we see UFOs all the time. Uh, what is this? Zamora? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Zamora, the uh, police officer who saw the alien ship. Uh, yeah, his first name. William, I think Zamora. W- William Zamora, Manny Zamora. I don't know. Was, I know his last name was Zamora, but he was a police officer, saw alien Latino. Um, you know, you of course have uh, you know, famous cases in ufology. Terrell Copeland, uh, who uh, was an African American and saw alien ships or saw aliens. Uh, so there's Barney been a lot Hill. of. Bar- yeah, Betty and, Bar- and Barney Hill, of course, you know, an interracial couple uh, gets abducted. So, I mean, look, it's it's not like it's foreign yeah, that, you know, minorities, you know, blacks, Latinos, whatever, uh, that, you know, right. that we've seen, that we seen aliens or seen UFOs. It's not foreign. For whatever reason, though, Alan, and I do agree with this part, uh, it does seem like most of the coverage is, you know, white folks seeing aliens, which it is a little troubling, but it's not the only. You know, what? here's aliens, why. You know so. why it's always white folks in the country? Because you don't get any uh, major minorities living long term in the country. Ouch! Well, there you go. That's the answer uh, from uh, the. T- if I'm wrong, go ahead, point <laughs> it out. Ah, uh, there you go, Kelvin. That's no, your answer from the a hole, right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean seriously, most farming communities in most of the United States has been generational, generational. You know. Families and you know, how often do you have any other ethnicity? I'm not even going to say minority, but how often do you have another ethnicity say, "I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go raise me some some vegetables or some uh, some cows." By the way, uh, thank you, uh, Nancy Burns. It's Lonnie Zamora. Thank you. Very oh, much. Lonnie Zamora. Okay, Lonnie Zamora. Thank, thank you. Very much. you. All right, the next question here from the poopole or from the uh, blast from the uh, from the stinker. Uh, this this comes from Salvador. Actually, I think I know who this is. Salvador wants to know how do you feel about the face on Mars, guys? Which one? Well, the famous face on Mars. Which you know, like one? The famous, the, dude. The, the famous one from the seventies. You know the the, the oh, cat no, litter box but, one. But you know, yeah. The whole thing is, is that you know, over the past couple of years, the Mars rover has caught. Other anomalies that we could also call additionally faces on Mars. So, yeah, that's a good point. I think. Uh, well, my answer, my sweet short answer is, uh, I think we're just seeing stuff there that's not there because we want to see stuff there, like a face with. I'm no gonna. Face. I'm gonna. Tricks agree. of shadows, man. I'm gonna agree on that one as being peridelia as well. Yeah. Saying that it's it's not really a face on that's Mars facing us, but have there been statues? And other things that cannot be explained found absolutely. Yes. Yes. There you go, Salvador. That's your answer from the poop hole. Now, uh, another blast from the a-hole here. we got one more before we sign off. This is from Lance. He wants to know, who do you guys think is the biggest UFO hoaxer of all times? Alan, I'm going to let you get that one first, and then I'll say mine. Ooh, uh, ooh I, don't, I, I don't know. There are so many possibilities. Okay. Um, Quick, quickly. Third phase of moon. That's an excellent answer. Great answer. They're they're in my top five. I'm okay. gonna go with Billy Billy Myers. Okay. I'm not gonna Biggest hoaxer. I'm gonna go that's my answer, Billy Myers. Anyway guys, we're all out of time here on Skywatchers Radio. That's been your blast from the A hole, Mr. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Actually that was from Lance, sorry. That was from Lance. All right. The biggest ufology hoaxer is the one and the only Billy Myers, the one-armed bandit. So uh, there you go, Lance. Enjoy it. 
Guys, we'll be back next week, and we have Stephen Bassett on the show with us. And man, I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while again. He's, he hasn't been on with us in a while, Alan. No, I don't think so. Been a little depressing to be honest with you. And he's going to be back on next week, so stick around. Uh, be back next week, same Skywatcher channel, same Skywatcher time, right here. See you next week, everybody. Have a great night, everyone.